Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Boys Don't Cry. I'm Russell Kane, still just about, although there's a lot more of me uh, than there was a few months ago. Uh, it's the show where we talk about the stuff we wish men would normally talk about. It was a program I initially made. I thought this would be fun for blokes to sit around nudging each other in a laddie fashion as we discuss blokey things for blokes. How wrong I was. How pervily interested are my female listeners in how a man's mind work. I open the man manual, I look inside, and week after week we are disappointed to find how simple some of the diagrams are. This seems to be what confuses both men and women. Like, why, why, why would my boyfriend do that? I always refer them to diagram one, page one of the man manual, which is a pump with a stick on the end. And that's the end of the instructions. It is a pump, up goes the stick, down goes the stick and sadly explains most of the thousand diagrams that come up. But why, but why? My best friend in a bikini, but why? Pump on a stick. But it's not always pump on a stick, girls. Um, there's lots of things. Now, I have to be careful here because I've had some people messaging me thinking I'm being pejorative. I'm not at all. I mean, anyone who knows anything about what I do, I work for Rethink. Uh, I've been working for Calm. I'm all over men's mental health. I know we're awful about discussing stuff. It's the thing that most likely to cause harm to a man is either lump on bollock or inability to express self. Two really male problems there, I think we can agree. <laughs> and um, so it's great. There is a place. There is fantastic podcasts. Do your Googling. Men sat round in cardigans going, it's my turn to have the digestive biscuits and talk about my depression. There's loads of that. Go to it. And indeed, we've done some of that. But... I truly believe the Trojan horse of banter is how we can get the stuff out of men. And uh, I don't mean banter in the way that annoying blokes down the pub use it. I've punched you in the face. It was only banter. Get up, Gary. Your nose is bleeding. It's fucking nothing. Not that. But at using humour and warmth to extract depth from men that might be a bit locked in. I'm not suggesting my guests are. I'm just suggesting we interrogate them in a way that might provoke conversations. Today's panel, I'm joined by comedian Alfie Brown. Alfie, where can we discover more about you? What are you doing at the moment? I uh, have a podcast and a live thing called uh, A Sedentary Comedy, which is me taking uh, uh, suggestions from the audience about what to talk about and then talking about it. And I'm on Instagram, which is the best way to find out about all that on Alfie Brown Comedian. 
Thank you so much. And, well, I don't know how to refer to you, Chloe. You're such an all-rounder, fitness guru, <laughs> TV personality, writer. How would you refer to yourself these days? Uh, I'd probably call myself a health and fitness author and qualified uh, fitness coach because there's a lot of unqualified people out there and I ain't one of them. God damn it. <laughs> Imagine the width of door you're going to need for that label. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a bigger door. So, um... I think I'm hoping you heard the intro, Alfie. I basically I just set up what it is. We're we're not we're we're somewhere in between cardigans and digestive biscuits and lads group. I mean, you've only got to look at the WhatsApp groups to compare the difference between men and women. Um, there is no difference, but the girls' WhatsApp group. I've split up with Liam. Oh, baby, you okay? Shall we come over? Prosecco ambulance, Debbie's house now was roughly how it would run. <laughs> lads' WhatsApp group. I split up with Becky. Are you all right? Here's a goat being wanked off. Darren. Oh my God. Here's someone dead in China. Shall we go over to Darren's house? So it'll be a slightly different rhythm to it. Someone dying in China, goat porn, check in with Darren. Now, what we're talking about in this episode is a subject that is dear to everyone's heart, and that is apologising, saying sorry. For whatever reason, there appears to be two tribes of people walking this planet, people that find it really easy to say sorry, like me. Uh, does that mean the currency doesn't mean anything? Uh, does that mean I'm devaluing my sorry or am I just better at it? And then the people who just can't say sorry, who won't apologise. You can see the eczema bubbling up on their emotional skin. at The thought of giving in and saying sorry, even if it's a slam dunk case of sorry. The first thing I want to interrogate, this being boys don't cry, we must get it out of the way. And apologies for being simplistic, but it often throws up things that are complex through being intentionally simplistic. Is, is there a gender difference between how men and women need apologies? Let's start from there because personally, I don't, I don't need, I'm not hanging on for the, my whole day. Is Lindsay going to apologise for what she did earlier? I might be angry for a few minutes and then I sort of don't give a shit anymore. Whereas, I, and this may well be a stereotype, but in my experience of the female species, uh, girls tend to go, you still haven't apologised. Do you remember in 2007? You still haven't apologised. Now, I could be talking complete bollocks. So I'm going to start with Chloe Maidley. Going based not just on us, we may be exceptional, you and I, Chloe, but going based on all your experience of females, mothers, aunties, friends, associates. Do women need apologies more than men? Uh, yeah, I think you made a really interesting point there. It's true. I feel like if James and I have an argument, the best way for me to get out of it if I don't want to be having it is to pretend it never happened. And if I do that, it's almost immediate, like how quickly his mood will change and how quickly the situation will change. So give us an example, pretend, give us, so what do you mean pretend it never happened? So, so say so you, so you didn't do had, the washing up or something, or you didn't yeah, stack the dishwasher and it was your turn. We had a huge blowout row about whether or not we should get a dog, like huge in lockdown. It was like one of the biggest arguments we've ever had. It lasted like a good two days. And wow. I decided on like day two or three, okay, I'm just going to pretend that nothing's happened from the second I wake up in the morning, the, the night before I went to sleep, pretend that nothing's happened and see if we actually can drop this now because it's exhausting. You know, you have an argument that goes on for longer than like an hour and it's like, whew, okay. So I woke up in the morning and I just pretended like I was Susie Sunshine and everything was great and everything went back to normal, like just like nothing had ever happened. And I feel like that was me taking one for the team, the team being me. 
because what I really wanted was <laughs> for him to be like, I'm sorry that I completely freaked out, which he did, and like really lost my shit there. So who was I, Dog Broody and who wasn't? James really wants a dog because mm. we're in lockdown. And I noticed on his Instagram he sprouted six, four more teats under his two original ones where he's dreaming of suckling pups. I know, he's like, he's like oh. anyway, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so he, he I, we basically, I was like, no, because as soon as lockdown's over, you're yeah, never exactly. going to be here anymore. Go cat or, every time, cat. Yeah, can take care of itself. And he was like, basically told me that I was really negative and I never <gasps> let him do what he wants. He's or he, he, I don't not let him do anything. He's just such a drama queen. And the fight just escalated and it was just like two days later and I was like, shit, what are we going to do? So I just went to bed, woke up in the morning, pretended everything was fine. It just it dissipated almost immediately, um, and it was so, fine. So this so this worked for you. This strategy of acting as though the argument never happened gave the person who, in your opinion, was in the wrong this time to sort of quietly retreat from their position without the yeah. apology. But everything went to normal. I'm interested to get Alfie Brown's opinion on this because I noticed a bit of head shaking going on during this. Alfie, would you ever use this as a technique? First of all, are you cohabiting? Are you living alone? What's your domestic setup? Um, I was uh, I was shaking my head at you both um, uh, saying that you always go cat, uh, which of course is the, uh, the, the, a different a different argument uh, and uh, one, for, <laughs> one for which I will not apologise. Um, I uh, cohabit with um, the my, my girlfriend who is also the mother of my two bastards, and um, <laughs> uh, and we have uh, quite. Uh, bad, which is good, uh, argument stamina. Uh, so there are, but there are times that I really feel like I want an apology because I want there to be some sort of recognition. But then I need an apology from everybody because I think I'm so incredibly obstinate and pig-headed in the idea. I needed an apology from my friend when he said that he thought Jose Mourinho was going to be a success with, at Man United and I knew that he wasn't. And I needed, when he got sacked, some sort of you were right all along. I needed everyone. I need Twitter to send me a you were right all along about Jeremy Corbyn. I so need... you'd like a massive sorry every day. I'd like a big... Uh, but, but what do you think of this strategy that say you and your partner had argued about something to do with one of the kids, regardless as who was wrong, you both choose just not to apologise, no resolution, but to go the Chloe Madeley technique of simply not speaking about it, which cards on the table... This is one of mine and Lindsay's favourite techniques. So I didn't have a great day yesterday because Lindsay forgot to get eggs. I mean, this is the level of stress we're under at the moment. And uh, I'm into my exercise and Chloe will know what it feels like not to have eggs in the house. It's one of the quickest, if unless you're vegan, it's one of the, it's one of the quickest ways to build on these North Korean guns I've got hanging off my shoulders. <laughs> and, uh, what I could have last night, we could have had the let's sit around on a rug before bedtime and apologise. Because my father-in-law at my wedding day said in his speech, never go to sleep on an argument. And it's bollocks. The best thing to do is go to sleep, pretend it never happened and the argument's magically gone away. No need to apologise. No need for any ceremony. But would you use this technique, Alfie Brown, or would your missus pretend it never happened and grad it sort of ebbs away like the end of a piece of music rather than a big baroque stop i think which the apology the, would bring it's we never let it uh is it better to burn out than to fade away um and most well, of well our... an apology draws a curtain doesn't it? this is the difference yeah going, and a, i'm sorry is curtain closes end of production everyone hugs off to the green room 
Whereas this is the show that never finishes if no one says sorry. You've got to do what Chloe did and just sort of not speak about it and then gradually one day, oh, I love you, and then we're back to normal, never speak about the dog again. I think that there's two types of ways that it can fizzle out. And like Chloe mentions, there's the one in which you kind of uh, create a large campfire of an argument and then slowly kind of the next morning you see the embers still flaring slightly, but you <laughs> understand that a, a small shower will have it uh, out in no time at all. And then I suppose the, the arguments that Jesse and I have are like um, sparklers, a white, uh, ferocious, hot heat, but it only lasts a very short <laughs> amount of time. Uh, oh, that's and... like a more Mediterranean style then. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, it's really an English style of argument. So Chloe's had a more typically English argument that goes on for two days with quite some power, but never <laughs> really gets any passion or radiation behind it. Whereas a Mediterranean one would be like, I hate you, I hate you, I love you. Yes, we say some quite um, cancelable things to each other, uh, which hopefully uh, nobody ever uh, overhears. The whole sort of uh, absurdity of the argument, because we've been horrible to each other and the truth of the matter is that we love each other, uh, will become sort of hilarious to us both. And throughout the kind of horror of the argument, it will become quite funny. And then we'll uh, just sort of start laughing about it. And then, um, and then uh, I will kiss her on her lovely cheek. Can I ask you, Chloe, how hard is it for you to apologize even I... when you say let's, let's let's have a thought experiment it's a slam dunk you're definitely in the wrong you definitely fucked it it's your you did it do you find it easy to apologize i love got... i love apologizing i right. think there's like i find like I, this is such a wanky thing to say and i'm so aware of that so please armor up because it's coming <laughs> i honestly find it like really um freeing just to be like you know what i messed up and i'm really sorry and uh I, I also think it like strengthens the relationship at least it does from my perspective to be like you know what i messed up and i'm sorry and and i hope you're okay and i love you and i really really enjoy saying sorry the reason i wouldn't say sorry in this argument was because a i'm not negative because i don't want a dog just putting it out there and b i didn't want to keep arguing for two days so i didn't want to apologize but i also knew that the fight couldn't carry on if we were not going to kill each other so i just decided i'll just i just won't say anything um i find it very easy my husband finds it completely impossible i don't i think he's maybe said sorry to me once in like five and a half so years. even if it was it was a slam dunker it was james's turn to do the dishwasher he didn't do it and it was something you'd really spoken about it's really pissed you off even something as simple as that the who done it solved he still wouldn't say sorry about it. He would find it hard to use the S word. No, God, no. And I think it's an athlete mentality. It's like does that mean he rules the, it, does that mean he rules the roost then? The fact he yeah. can't apologise? It really annoys me because I think on like a, like a practical day-to-day -day domestic level, I rule the roost. But when it comes to like keeping an emotional balance, like a nice calm harmony in the house, it all falls onto him because if he wants to go, he's off. And if he's off, it's going it, to... It, it's like it takes... It mm. takes a while for him to chill out, and by a while I do mean like days, plural. Like a, tod like a, tod like a toddler, but extended. Yeah, exactly. And then I feel like it's <laughs> on me to subserve, and if I don't subserve, then like I, it, it just will keep going. It will because he'll never stop. So yeah, those are my two options. Either I say sorry when I'm in the wrong, which I sometimes am, or I just don't say anything and I pretend it never happened, and that can kind of push him out of it. Wow. Albert, Al, who out of the two of you in your household, uh, the adults, find it hardest to say sorry? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, why is it so difficult for some people? I'd be interested to know what, what, what is it? To me, it's just a word that like a balm that you can even if, sometimes I know I'm in the right and I'll be like, sorry, let's just leave it. Sorry. Maybe I've, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I did that. I'm sorry. I just, let's apologize. Let's I find it the easiest thing in the world. Um, I love to apologize. Um, I just wish I had more, uh, occurrences in which I could justifiably do so. Uh, being, <laughs> uh being tragically in the right as i so often am um uh, no i i i think that jesse's probably better at my girlfriend's better at apologizing than i am um i uh, because yeah i i i'm i'm a bit of a I'm, when i i'm but i very rarely get into fights i'm very very calm until the minute that i break so i yeah. i will never let a fight even happen or uh in terms of, I will never start a fight. Or if somebody's done something, I'll go, that's okay, we can deal with it. I'll go to the shop and get eggs uh, or whatever. It's fine, let's just work with it. Let's roll with it. It's only when somebody has a go at me about not doing something. But I think that's a kind of uh, shitty trade-off in my own character. Like I don't mind other people's deficiencies as long and I want them to not mind my myriad deficiencies. So say it is one of the rare occasions when you're in the wrong and you know you're in the wrong. Do you find the S word comes easy to you then on those occasions or would you still resist it and, and try and paint a picture of you being correct in some way? Now, be honest here, Alfie. Um, I think I would apologise, but for the wrong reasons. And I would do it almost <laughs> with a sense of uh, ceremony that suggested, see, look, I do apologise <laughs> when I'm in the wrong. You always, because she'll often say to me when we're having an argument, oh, well, you're always right, aren't you? And I go, well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that because I am regularly right doesn't mean this isn't the exception that proves what, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, you might genuinely be right all the time is what yeah, you're trying I, to I, say. Could, it could, that could happen. <laughs> Some people could, There could be right someone who's always right. Um, so, that, I, mean, I mean, that moves, moves me on to the next thing I want to ask about. You've almost done one there, a sort of fake apology. You know, when someone's saying sorry to you, and it's not sincere and it doesn't have to be a your partner but this idea or when someone's saying i'm sorry you feel that way the non-apology i'm sorry that you're upset 
Um, do you ever use that technique, Chloe, in, in life, love? I don't mind so much of that because I think sometimes whether or not you're in the right or wrong is just a matter of perspective um, and perception of, of the situation. So, yeah, I will. if I really feel like there's nothing wrong in me having that opinion or voicing that opinion or whatever, um, but I know that it's upset my husband or angered my husband. He doesn't really do the upset. He gets the angry. Then I'll just say to him, I'm really sorry that it upset you. I don't ever want to upset you, but it was not my intention. And I don't think that's an insincere right. way to apologize no, it's not at insincere. all. Um, but I do think if it's factual, like if, if it's really, like you were talking about the dishwasher, like that's if we discussed it, he was going to do it and then he never did it. And I got pissed off because, you know, the, the flies are in the kitchen, whatever. Then I think, yeah, you actually have to step up to the plate, say sorry, not say, I'm sorry that you're upset that I didn't load the dishwasher. Like, you have to be sincere about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, is, that would be so fucking infuriating, wouldn't it? it I'm is, sorry that you're upset that I didn't load the dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a difference there. Like, I would I go, think, that would send me that one badly. That would, that would send me right over the edge. I'd probably temper it, stack after that. You know, when you're putting the plates in a bit too, oh, one of them's broken. Yeah, there's temper actually like stack. a. Yeah, there's <laughs> Have a, you never temper stacked? She's like smashing shit around. That's such a guy thing to do. That is, is such it? a it's such a male thing to do. James is like really destructive in in the environment of where we're having the argument, and I'm like, ugh. Oh, but well, okay, so we're going a bit off of the uh, apology tangent, but you know why not? We can do what we bloody like. Because um, I have, if nothing's been broken and I've expressed my anger in a way where no one's been hurt and my daughter's not in earshot, she's, say, she's out or she's with with my mum or, or Lindsay's mum, you know, what, what's the harm with a bit of slamming? I mean, I quite like a nice hardback book thrown to a solid floor that won't be damaged as hard as possible. I mean, that is a satisfying, safe expulsion of noise that says, I'm pissed off, and then I feel greater. No one was hurt when particularly James Joyce's Ulysses gets thrown to the floor. That's all it deserves. <laughs> and uh, boom, or even a Dombian son, if you're really annoyed. And uh, straight to the floor, smash. And every every uh, girl I've ever dated, and Lindsay and Chloe, just it's such a man thing. Like it's a negative. Why is it a negative thing? That's a healthy trepanning of my anger, surely. I think Alfie, a book on a floor is fine, but when you're talking about smashing plates or like, put, no. like putting holes through walls, that's oh, a problem. So satisfying, though. Isn't yeah, it? I <laughs> hole in the wall. I will slap my face like that in a kind of mad <laughs> that's way. That's um, actual chimpanzee behaviour. <laughs> it is. But what you're essentially saying is, I'd like to do this to you, but I'm not allowed, so I'll do it. To do myself. you think that's what it? Do you think that's what it is? I think, is that what it I, is? I think on a horrible primal level, uh, you can cut this if you'd like, <laughs> that is what it is, yeah. It's interesting. I've never, I've never gone there in my, I mean, I, I've always had, for someone with my sort of disposition, it surprises people when I tell them, I've always had this horrible, horrible temper, really fiery temper, but never, I've never touched wood ever, even at school, laid fingers on another human being in my entire life, nor even been close or tempted. Mm. I have destroyed a lot of laptop screens. I'm surprised I haven't gone through more during lockdown, given the technical <laughs> challenges. And I've never felt regret. The, the, the primal pleasure of driving a fist through a laptop screen that you know is gonna cost you a thousand pounds to replace, it sort of immediately expunges all the anger. I know, I'm never thinking, I wish that was your head. I'm thinking, fuck the laptop. Um, no, I can relate to Alfie. I've done that too with James. I've been so wound up that I'll just like, 
out and he'll be like look at you you're mental i'm like you're making me mental <laughs> i uh i i i when i was a very young man i had i uh the very regretful behavior of uh, having cheated on somebody in a relationship and uh we had the fight and i couldn't uh get through i wouldn't listen like and I ended up punching myself in the face so hard that I fell over. And I was ended up speaking to <laughs> my uh, psychologist about this. And he Is said, that possible? That feels like something physics wouldn't allow. Yeah, I think <laughs> there was a, a tiny bit of it may have been performative, but I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> and um, I spoke to my doctor about this and he said, Alfie, listen to me. You've quite literally got to stop beating yourself up about this. <laughs> Let me read you this study from 2010 published in Psychological Science and it examined how men and women apologise differently. In one study, university students kept an online diary for 12 days, documenting whether they apologised or did something they thought required an apology. They also kept track of how often they thought others owed them an apology. Both men and women apologised 81% of the time when they thought their actions were offensive, so right, about equal. But women reported committing more offences. Women were also more likely to report being victims of wrongdoing. So although men and women seem equally disposed to apologising once they realise they've done wrong, it sounds like this has come straight out of Alfie's head. Mm. It's, only <laughs> women that have, it's, it's only women that have the ability to recognise the wrong they've done more accurately, whereas men seem to have a lack of ability to recognise they might be in the wrong and that they might need an apology. Does that resonate for you, Chloe? Yeah, I think men are slightly more competitive and, and by nature. I think that's probably how you guys are built. I'm a really competitive person, so don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not exempt from that. But I think, yeah, all, all of my partners have always been extremely competitive young men. I think that's really normal, especially until you get up to, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, and I do think that there's an element of if I apologise, I've lost which is not how I feel at all about apology. If anything, and again, this is so cliche, I feel like I'm kind of winning on every count. If I'm like, you know what, I'm sorry, the fight's over, it's my fault, I take responsibility, he feels better, it's fine. But I think when men apologise, they're like, no, if I do that, I've lost. And they just, they fight against it until the bitter, bitter end. So, is it, so Alfie, it seems to be there's a tension between apology as weakness and apology as power. One last um, study, then I'll come to you, Alfie, for your opinion. This was a Harvard Business School. Um, it indicates that some people make superfluous apologies with the goal of building or maintaining trust. This study does indeed establish that we trust people, even strangers, more if they make unnecessary apologies when they approach us. The test they did was they got people to ask, can I borrow your phone? If you said, sorry, I'm really sorry, but can I borrow your phone? You are more likely to get the phone that said, excuse me, I'm in a bit of trouble here. Can I borrow your phone? So there is an argument in favour of Chloe here that apologies are, are socially adaptive, that those of us that find it easier to recognise Alfie the wrong we've done, even when we think we're in the right and apologise, we, we might actually end up more powerful. Uh, what do you think? Alfie well, Brown? yeah, I think this is probably um, why I'm such a, uh, maybe this is why my career's gone the way it has, my lack of ability to apologise. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, when boys don't cry, you're smashing it. Uh, well, yeah, this is, but yeah, well, this is very much a, a, a highlight. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think there probably is more, I, for me, I don't want to apologize because I don't want to, uh, relinquish my perception of justice and reality. And I've got such a hardwired and ingrained sense of what 
uh, and the, the way things should be and the way people should behave. And, and also the fact that I never wanted there to be an argument. So the fact that I've been willing to let everything go up into the last minute, but why can't, why can't we all be like me for an easy life? Not knowing that, or not really engaging with the idea that perhaps my um, microaggressions uh, are yeah. indeed um, <laughs> the, uh, the the things that have the that have caused the argument, and it's not just somebody else's willingness to have an argument, which is something that is completely alien to me. But yeah, my my perception of justice, I think, is the thing that means that I don't want to relinquish the uh, high ground because I don't want to accept the right, idea so that the world is a way that I don't think it is. A lot of man bashing. That's so great, though. I think that's such incredible self-awareness, just hearing you say that. And I don't know if you've ever said that to your girlfriend, but I think that's amazing. I find myself frequently saying to my husband, like, it's okay that we're not the same and we don't see things the same. It's not the end of the world. Like, the fact that you're like, I think I just want everyone to see it how I see it. It's, I think, how we all feel, but very yeah. few people are aware enough or brave enough to say out loud. And I think you're completely accurate. I'm the same. Yeah, wow. no, well, that's why everybody gets so angry on Twitter. And Twitter is a place rife with apologies at the moment from comedians, mm. some good and bad. And mm. um, and uh, th and that it teaches us a lot about the way in which we need to apologize. And by making it a a problem that is in some way systemic, or uh, we outsource uh, the problem so that we perhaps aren't those to diminish our own culpability to some degree. Apologies, but that is the end of part one. Join us for part two and we'll give you the actual formula of how to apologise. See you in a bit. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.